Welcome to the Mommy Oyoyo podcast, a safe space for honest, transparent, authentic, and real-life gist about being a mother, African style. I am your hostess with the mostess, Barry Dakara, and I'm here to share the unique experiences of being an African mother. Thank you for tuning in. Oya, drop the kids, get comfy, and make we start! Hey everybody, welcome to the Mommy Oyoyo podcast. This is episode 16. I am your quite sick hostess, Barry Dakara. Again, for the second time in a row, I am battling allergies slash a cold. I'm literally under the covers. I'm wearing um a sweatshirt i'm wearing um a fuzzy um house coat i'm wearing fuzzy slippers and the heater is on in my room i feel miserable but i'm gonna put up this episode for you guys to listen to but before i do that we've got something to celebrate we have reached over 1,000 plays and I am so excited. I was just watching the numbers <laughs> since last week. I've been watching the numbers going up slowly, slowly, slowly. But at midnight, no, no, it wasn't midnight, about 1 a.m. or so this morning, it finally got up to 1,000 plays and I'm so excited and I want to say thank you to everyone who has listened thank you to everyone who has shared thank you to everyone who has subscribed thank you to everyone who has rated and reviewed the podcast i love you so much and i thank you so much for your support i couldn't be here without you guys that being said i'd like to introduce you to our guest for today her name is tinuke and she is the founder of moms and tea in england uh, moms and tea is an outfit or a platform that hosts meetups socials and um, learning events for queens who happen to be moms i'm going to let her tell you all about moms and tea so stay tuned today is such a struggle <laughs> I have That's fine. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Having cold a cold slash allergies slash all kinds of things and I'm just like what is going on? Why me? Like I have the heater on, I have blankets, I have fuzzy slippers, I have my house coat, everything. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really cold as well over here. It's raining nonstop and yeah, it's just rubbish weather, so I completely understand. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. How are you today? I'm okay. I'm good. Thank you. Day off work. So I work part time. So yeah, it's always nice to spend some time with my family and my little boy. So I'm enjoying it. Oh, that's sweet. That is, see, that is a plum, plum, um, plum, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Situation. Where yeah. you're able to, you know, work and still get um, paid, um, but also have the time to spend with your family. Like, um, I wish I had that. Well, not that I want to work part time, but um, I wish I had more flexibility where I could spend more time with my daughter. Yeah. And, you know, still work. But hey, thank God for everything, right? 
Yeah, no, that's true. And part-time, it comes with its own struggles as well. So, you know, the grass isn't always greener. <laughs> it really isn't. <laughs> yeah, no, it isn't. It really isn't. So are you ready for our talk? It's been, we've been trying to do this now for like three weeks. Yeah. Or so. <laughs> Mom life, I'm telling you, I am ready. Let's go for it. All righty. So the first question I have for you, Ms. Tanuke, is tell us a little bit about yourself um, and about Mom's Auntie. Okay, great. So I am Tanuke. I am a wife and a mother to a gorgeous little boy who is two. Um, I've been married for about three and a half years now. Um, I work part-time within HR in financial services. And um, my other half of the week is spent doing like mums and tea stuff. And mums and tea is my little baby. It's my passion project, <laughs> turn business, turn I don't know, like so many different things. Um, but Mums and Tea is mainly um, a support network for mothers. And it started because I was the first one out of my friends to number one, be married and number two, like even have a child. So I thought okay. to myself, I didn't really want to be alone. I wanted to start something um, just with like friends of friends that I knew had, had you know, kids um, and babies that were kind of off on maternity around the same time so that we could just meet up regularly and it just grew if I'm honest and the more I did it the more I realized that people needed it and when I say people I meant I mean mostly black women black mothers in the UK um mm -hmm. and this is because when you go to a lot of these play groups and a lot of these you know mum and baby groups you're more or less the only black person there probably the only young one there as well and mm. as much as we're all mothers and you know motherhood is something that's universal my experience of motherhood is totally different to a middle-class white woman who is raising their their child I'm, I'm raising a different child I'm raising a black man um you are not you know I've come from a different background I have a Nigerian um mother and I've I've come from you know I've got so many different just by way of culture, by way of background, I'm, I've got so many different ideas of raising my children and that compared to a white woman. So as much as we have things in common, we don't. So, mm -hmm. you know, you find yourself a little bit lost, a little bit like, oh, can I relate? You know, be a little bit fake. You can't really say, you know, how you're really feeling or that your mum is saying at two weeks, ah, give the baby water, you know, <laughs> like he's not in there. You know, all the things like little, these common nuances that only us can understand. And it's not to separate right. us, but it's just to make sure that we have people to relate to and just to make the journey of motherhood easier. Um, it's not exclusively for black women. I've had a few um, mothers from other um, communities and cultures and ethnicities come through and, you know, they think it's amazing. It's wonderful. Um, but yeah, no. That's Mums and Teens in a nutshell. We do events, we do meetups, we do socials, we try to add value. Whatever okay. stage you are in, in your in your motherhood journey, I try to like add value to that and make sure that, you know, any questions that may you may have that arise on motherhood, that there's always some kind of someone there. So I team up with loads of experts and 
people who are great at what they do in the fields and just try and like you know give these mums information that they probably wouldn't get elsewhere Mm -hmm. yeah I think that sounds amazing I, I, I found that a lot of women at least within my um should I say social, well, um, digital sphere, mm-hmm. um, have found opportunities to create businesses after they've become mothers mm-hmm. that serve, you know, um, other mothers, particularly women of color or like me now with the mommy oyoyo. You know, I'm trying to spread awareness about what it means to be like a an African mother. You know, whether mm-hmm. you're whether you're in Africa, whether you're in um, in the diaspora. Mm-hmm, so I think mm-hmm. it's really great that a lot of women are tapping into um, tapping into creativity and tapping into business and entrepreneur entrepreneurship um, when they become mothers. I think it's absolutely great. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, would you mind sharing one or two of your favorite um, events that you've hosted with Moms and Tea and why you selected those as your favorites? Okay, sure. So I would say the first one, the one that sticks out to me definitely is one that I held last year around summer. Uh, biggest turnout ever. I had about 50 moms. Um, I think everyone's looking for something to do in the summer anyway, but it was um, geared towards first aid. I wanted to make sure that, you know, like our moms are first aid trained. I just have some awareness that this is important to do because anything can happen, right? As a mother, you want to be prepared or make sure you're as prepared as you can be. So um, I don't know, you're probably not familiar, obviously from like where you're from, um, America, but there's this um, R&B superstar um, she's like kind of old school in Britain called Jamelia and um, the reason why I actually invited her to come down was because she had recently had a child very similar in age to my son and she had opened up about an experience she had when her child was a newborn and she wished she benefited she wished she had gone on a first aid course because she, her child could have basically lost her life um, because she wasn't really first aid trained she didn't know what to do I think her child um was going through um she basically like stopped breathing and you know she was panicking she didn't know what to do and it comes out in the end that um maybe potentially if she was first aid trained she could have gotten you know the child is fine absolutely fine now um but it just highlighted to me that I was like wow like you know this can happen to anyone it doesn't matter if you're a celebrity or you know you're you know someone who a neighbor that lives around the corner like children anything can happen to them and I just thought it was really important to make sure that to highlight first aid is like important. So I teamed up with this superstar. Um, she's like very popular in the UK. She agreed mm-hmm. to come down and um, she was partnering up with this first aid company. So I got some some people from their company to come down as well. So it was great that I had a great turnout regardless. People didn't even know she was coming. It was like a surprise guest. Oh, and wow. Wow. And yeah, she gave a talk, she gave her experiences and then um, people were signed up for a first aid course. And it was just a really lovely, you know, it helps when the weather's nice, right? And everyone's in high spirits and that. So yeah, that was definitely an, uh, an event that stands out to me because everyone sort of, they got to meet a celebrity, which was nice. Like it, it, mm-hmm. she's kind of like in, in, um, in the UK, she's like, everyone kind of wanted to be her when we were younger, like growing up, she was like one of the only black <laughs> R&B singers on TV. And like to have her in the room, it was like, wow, like this is, this is dope. So that was. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, and another event I would say was, which was nice, was, um, what's another event that stands out to me? Well, it hasn't quite happened yet. I have an event actually coming up on Saturday, this Saturday. Hasn't happened just yet, but I'm very excited about it because um, I've realised that a lot of the events um, that, so you know, most of these like mummy groups do are focused on babies and breastfeeding and weaning and that kind of newborn kind of phase. And a few mm. of my mums gave feedback that actually, you know what, I, I have a toddler now and sometimes it can be hard, you know, not knowing what to do. It's still very difficult. I don't want to come to an event and hear about weaning and breastfeeding. I've done that. I want to know more about how I can raise my toddler. So now right. I've got a series coming up, which is called My Baby is a Toddler, Now What?, and we have um, a clinical psychologist joining us who's going to be talking about tantrums um, and how to handle, you know, your, your, your growing baby who's no longer a baby. You know, like my son is two now and some of the tantrums he throws. Oh, my gosh. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> Let's not talk about the tantrums. Let's yeah. not talk about <laughs> yeah so I'm, I'm actually very excited about that event i noticed on the flyer for your event this week um on saturday that you have someone who's going to be talking about potty training yes as well yeah oh, God. potty training has been like the bane of toddler motherhood for me <laughs> wow really i feel like i've been trying to potty train her for the past maybe six months and it's just not wow, working really yeah. because i i myself have not been consistent right and, and because you know she's in daycare um about eight nine hours out of the day i'm at work yeah. so yeah. i just don't have that time to devote to potty training at school they say that she's being potty trained but I'm not seeing it at home. We've had some wins, but a lot of frustration. So, um, and I, I will, I will eventually have an episode about potty training because I've, uh, I've had quite a number of requests about yeah. um, potty training um, issues that women are going through. So, yeah, 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 yeah. It's definitely a big one, isn't it? It's, it's a big one for toddlers and for mothers of toddlers because. Some people have some really fantastic stories where they're like, yeah, I put you train in a week. And some people are like, yeah, I've been trying for like a year. I can't do it. <laughs> right. And like a lot of the a lot of the advice out there, I feel like isn't really geared towards um, women who, who have full time jobs. Jobs. You yeah. know, there's a lot of, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, just take three to like 10 days out and just focus and I'm like okay I have a job though like which 10 days am I taking out to yeah but um we'll get there we'll get there I have hope (laughs) well I would say if you're looking for uh, 10 days maybe look around the Christmas time because you get like there's some free bank holidays that you can just slip in there if it was me anyway I'm like how am I gonna get this time off not here. Nope, not, not where really. I work, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, where I work, where I work, I only have, I would only have Christmas Day off. We don't even get, like, Christmas Eve or Boxing Day off. I'd have Christmas Day, I'd have New Year's Day, maybe. And that's it. Yeah, it's different in America, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it is. 
But hey, we'll make it. So let's get um, to the main thing I wanted to um, cover today. Yeah. Um, a few weeks ago, you you know you shared about having you know um, an early miscarriage um, on Instagram. You shared mm-hmm. about being an ectopic pregnancy. It wasn't ectopic. It wasn't ectopic. Sorry. It was just a miscarriage whilst I was still pregnant. So I had twins and I, I lost one, basically. Yeah. But then one was still okay, which is my son now. Right. Yeah. Okay. So sorry about the, that, that mistake. But, you know, usually Africans are very, you know, hush-hush. We're supposed to keep quiet about such things. Yeah. We're supposed to, no, you don't talk about you know this kind of thing ah the taboo eh why are you airing your um your dirty living in public oh no don't talk about it just keep quiet um i remember someone you know for me like i i had um i tried to get pregnant for almost two years and it was such a um, hassle and when my daughter was my daughter was like was like almost six months old and a family member said to me like oh you know that she was praying for God to um, what's that thing something for my shame that God should bless her for the shame that she had I'm like what shame what are you talking about you know when you were trying to get pregnant I'm like that wasn't shameful I wasn't ashamed about that I wasn't getting pregnant so why are you going to take that on my head? Anyways, when I talked about, you know, ha- having um, problems getting pregnant, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, why would you say something like that? Why would you keep um, talk about it publicly? And I'm like, well, why not? I don't get it. So um, I'm glad that you're, you know, able to talk about it online. I don't know um, if it was a little bit, um, I guess, for you to be able to talk about it but could you just share your experience with with me and with the mommy or your um, audience yeah definitely well first of all I would just wanted to say you know apologies on behalf of that auntie because that is like the worst thing to say to someone oh you know your shame or whatever because you you know you aired actually something that was very private to you and you were being honest about your experience this is what I really 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 don't like about our culture is that we're not free to be open and talk about subjects and topics that are actually affecting so many different people and people are suffering in silence and that makes me very upset because you know the moment I open up about something the amount of response I get from people that are like wow this happened to me too wow like I can't believe you're talking about this wow like I can relate to this and I'm like so you've never spoken to anyone about it you've never sought help you you know because because people feel so like ashamed or like they can't talk about it or like you know like it's just a taboo and I hate that we've been raised that way and I really want to break that I think it's Mm -hmm. so damaging to our mental health it's so damaging to our well-being it's so damaging to you know the way we think about things going forward it's just I don't want to pass that on to my children and no my and I think my mom is very open with me. My mom is very open with me. And I think that's where I get it from. Um, she doesn't hide anything from me at all. In fact, she's an oversharer, in which I think I've definitely, yeah, she's definitely an oversharer. She's like, Mom, do I really need to know this? But I guess I've got that from her. Um, okay. 
when she's good i think yeah she's very different to a lot of these you know typical nigerian moms or african moms that you hear of but i think it's so damaging when you know people feel like they can't be open or they can't be honest or they're dealing with battling with certain issues and things that have happened to them and they feel like they're alone and they can't talk to anyone and that can send someone into you know all sorts of manic depression and you know all sorts of things that we don't need to if we're just open and honest with each other you know if someone asks you how you are you say you know I'm actually not good it's okay to say that and right like yeah it that that it does make me upset so I wanted to make sure I use my platform to be as open and as honest about my motherhood journey as I could be um the reason I shared I I I would have shared it earlier but I'm still kind of dealing with it, if that makes any sense. Like, it, I'm, it's not something I'm totally healed from, but I just knew it would kind of set me free a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's something I'm working on. I am very grateful I still have my son. Um, because some people, you know, when they find out, find out they're pregnant and they see blood and they go to the hospital, they're told, you know, this is... I think the statistic is one in four pregnancies actually only make it. So, you know, some a lot of people aren't as fortunate as I was to at least still have one there. Some people just have the one baby and they and they miscarry and that's it. You know, for, that's the mm-hmm. end of the pregnancy for some people. And that is very tough. And for me to have gone through that whilst having the conflicting emotions of actually, you know, I, I have lost a child. However, there's still one left. Let me keep going. I just had to keep right. going you know it was it was a very tough time because my body physically I still looked like I was carrying twins and every time I had scans you could still see the second the second sack where the other baby would have been so my body thought I was still carrying twins and I looked like the house (laughs) I was very big and you know our people anyway Nigerian aunties ah you know like all these like mums yeah. it, it really uh, it really cut me it really did it really hurt my feelings because it's like you don't know what I'm going through so don't comment on the sides of my stomach or what I'm what my appearance may look like just tell me I look nice and keep it moving you know but I don't know I think our people really have a long way to go when it comes to you know being sensitive about women's health um and the way they treat and talk to pregnant women it's it's, yeah it's a lot yeah a lot of our people can be very (laughs) insensitive i think a lot of it too is also ignorance they just don't know yeah and they feel entitled to be able to say anything that they want to say to you know, voice their opinions and to voice, give advice where, I mean, I didn't ask Answered you for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 We'll do that a lot. But I guess I don't want to accept it as it's part and parcel. You know, sometimes you do have to tell, you do have to put these aunties in their place. And I don't mind doing that, you know, <laughs> because I saw a meme the other day actually, which is really funny. You know, like a lot of the time when people are like, when aunties are like, ah, your age was are getting married why are you not getting married and then one meme was like but a lot of your age mates are dying why are you not dying right <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like like mind your business like mind okay. your own business mind your own business 
That's a good Very one. Good one. Yeah, sometimes you just have to clap back at these aunties because I think we're, we're raised to be so respectful of adults and everything. You just don't say anything. But it's, again, it's part of the ignorance. If they don't know, like, nobody's telling them, they're going to continue to do right. it. So right. unless you, you know, politely, the polite way, there's a rude way, of course. They're going to think you're being rude anyway, but you, you do have to challenge it. Otherwise, it will become a thing, you know, and no one has a right to talk talk on your on your belly or your appearance or anything whilst you're a pregnant woman you're very sensitive i just think it's yeah it's not a good look it's not a good look yeah i'm yeah. just gonna talking about this now i'm gonna jump to one of the things that i um was gonna ask was um you know we're talking about what how some of the things that people have said to you, people say to people who are pregnant or yeah. um just had babies and all of that like I've had some hurtful I had some hurtful things said to me while I was trying to get pregnant and I shared an episode where um I talked about things not to say to someone who's trying to get pregnant because like someone said to my face that it was my fault that I wasn't getting pregnant and another person said to me that it's because I didn't know how to pray, and that's why I wasn't getting pregnant. <laughs> and but the one who said I didn't know how to pray, like I had literally met her two minutes beforehand, so it's like, wait, what? You don't even know me, <laughs> All right? So um, I just want to use this opportunity. Like, what are some of the things that you think should not be said to someone who is pregnant? In a nutshell. Just don't say anything negative. I just think if it's not if it's not oh my darling you are glowing how are you how are you keeping you know you look beautiful if it's not any of those two or three things close your mouth simple because a pregnant woman their emotions everything is on ten right and right. you say the wrong thing it could trigger anything. And what the what 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 the what the mum feels, the baby feels. So unless you're going to say something that is edifying, something that lifts her spirits, something that makes her know that she's doing a good job, keep your mouth shut. That's right. it. Literally, unless you're saying something that is absolutely going to boost her spirits, keep it closed. You don't comment on her size. You don't comment how much she looks like she's grown. You don't comment on the belly. You don't ask her if she's having twins. You don't even ask somebody if they're pregnant, number one. Are you a womb witch? No. Right. Are you a womb watcher? <laughs> you don't even do that. Unless somebody has come, unless someone has officially announced they're pregnant or has come to you and said, oh, my sister, I'm expecting. Don't even open your lips to say, my sister, are you pregnant? Because right. who are you, number one? I could have been pregnant yesterday and I'm having a miscarriage and you've come to ask me that. Right. Why are you being a womb watcher? Why are you being a womb witch? I don't like that. So unless you were coming to say something positive, something that is edifying, something that is, you know, that's going to lift a mother's spirit or a pregnant woman's spirit, keep your mouth closed. That is it. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. I 100% agree. I 100% agree. I think that people, like I said, they just feel the need to talk. They feel the need to, I don't know if it's to fill in the silence or fill in the space. You don't have to. If you don't have anything to talk about, talk about the weather. Yeah. Yeah. Talk be about something. Talk about the weather. Right. Talk about right. <laughs> anything <laughs> apart from somebody's, the, the contents of somebody's stomach and what doesn't concern you. I think it's right. so insensitive. Like, 
You don't know how long that person could have been trained for. You just don't know. You don't know what that person is. You just don't know what someone else is going through. So it's really wrong. It's really wrong to, you know, assume or just, you know, open your mouth and like, imagine that I was carrying twins and someone's calling me Yai Beji. Do you know how? Right. Do you know That's how? Painful. Exactly. Do you know how painful that is? Like, you're clearly calling me mom of twins because you see that my belly is big, but I haven't told you that I'm carrying twins. So why would you open your mouth and say that? You don't know that I was actually carrying twins, and what you're saying is really affecting me right now. You don't right. know that. Right. It's, yeah. It's yeah. It's it's mind blowing to me how people feel like they have the authority how people even have the audacity to comment on other people's um you know pregnancies and just 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 say something nice and keep it moving or just don't say anything at all totally understood totally agree too um so with you miscarrying one of your twins um so i i think it was after i read your post that i um I heard about vanishing twin syndrome mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, I do, I really admire you for being able to talk about it and being able to share it. And I think I commented on your post, you know, that the same thing happened to my mom where she was pregnant. She, um, she didn't even know things. She didn't even know that she was having twins. Yeah. Um, but she had an altercation, um, not like physical or anything. But um, I think my dad was being harassed by police or something, and my mom went to go fight <laughs> or went to go harass them back. And then next thing, she's bleeding. And um, long story short, they told her that she had lost her baby and that she should come, to, you know, to get the baby evacuated, I think, like, the following day or, like, the following week or something. And when she went, the doctor is like, Oh, um, I can hear a heartbeat. And my mom's like, what are you talking about? People said that I had a miscarriage. And the doctor's like, no, there's definitely a heartbeat. It looks like you were carrying twins. And there's a baby that's alive in you. You know, and the truth is, I didn't really grasp the gravity of that um, experience for my mom. It was just... I think it was early this year or maybe last year that she was talking about it with um, a group of our women. We have a Bible study that we do. And she was talking about it and I wept and wept and wept. I couldn't stop crying, you know, not just for the loss of that baby, you know, but also for my mom, you know, going through those emotions. And sometimes kind of for my sister as well, um, because sometimes my sister has kind of felt like there was a missing piece to her, uh, you know. Cool. And I mean, it's not like we ever met that baby, but like, could you just kind of kind of share what the feelings you had were at the time? You know, there's this obvious loss and this grieving that that you're you're going through for your child that you lost but then you're also like thanking god like oh my god at least i have you know my other child is still alive like could you just kind of go through it talk about you know the the emotions of that and kind of how you've um 
how you've dealt with it. I don't know if you've gone to therapy or anything like that, but you could just like walk us through that time and um, leading up to now. Yeah. So at the time, I don't think I, I processed it, but it didn't sink in. I don't know if that makes sense. I processed that. Wow. Wow. I was carrying twins. You know, at first it's a shock because you weren't, you're there were no twins in my family. I wasn't expecting it at all. So to hear that, you know, there was twins and to have that taken away from me in the same second, it was hard. And obviously, you know, there was the physical pain. I thought why I was in the hospital in the first place because there was physical pain. I'm, I'm bleeding. It's like, you know, you're emotionally feeling drained. You're physically feeling drained, but then you still have to stay strong because there's, there's, there's still, there still is a child within you. You're still carrying life. And for me, the reason I say like, I processed it but it didn't sink in was because I put my all into making sure that that other baby was still okay I was on edge all the time but I I I fiercely protected this child and I didn't want the same thing to happen so you know I, I it was it was it was too many conflicting emotions like you know you're dealing with a loss but still happy there's something there and then feeling guilty that you're happy even though you've lost a child it's it's it was weird it was weird Mm -hmm. and um again the you know the painful reminders of the aunties saying you know mum of twins all this stuff commenting on my size and stuff and then sometimes when I would go to the my my scans they would still you know remind me oh yeah so this start this started off as twins and they say it as if it was nothing but you know deep down I'm just like like that affects me and then you know if I see twins on the road you know, on on TV, you just think, oh, my God, what could have been? And when he was born, I was even like, oh, my gosh, like, I wonder if he's going to feel like there's a bit of him missing. Because, you know, obviously, twins mm-hmm. share a bond, right? right? So to lose one, he would never know. But you just think, wow, like, would he grow up to think that there's a bit of him missing? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it, yeah, it, it's, it's weird because when I think about it, I'm just like, thank God I've still got my baby, you know, my big boy, he's a big boy now, but you just think, oh, what could have been, you know? Right. And, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird feeling. Um, yeah, I'm talking to an expert at the moment to just help me process these emotions, and it's definitely helping, and, and I think that's why I'm able to actually just open up and let everyone know this is what happened to me, and, you know, it's, it was amazing because so many people reached out to me and said this has happened to them and they didn't know what to do so you know it was good that at least they knew they weren't alone right yeah it's it's still an odd feeling because again like I said it's the loss then the happiness there's still one there then the feeling guilty then the what could have been like just too many different conflicting emotions and yeah, I just I just hope I deal with them properly before I have another child or children. You know, if God decides to bless me twins again, who knows? But I just hope I deal with them fully. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much. Um, like I cannot imagine what that was like for you. I can't imagine what that has been like. But. Um, I mean, yes, thank God for your son, who's such a cutie. Thank you. <laughs> thank God for him, and I'm sure you're having so much fun with him. You know, t- two years old, 
two-year-old children are special. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just turned overnight. I don't know what it is with these two-year-olds, man. He literally, his personality, everything, just, just switched <laughs> when he turned two. I don't know what it is, but, yeah, I guess they're growing into themselves, becoming more independent, getting more of their voice, and it's, yeah, I love to. That's, that's, that's <laughs> exactly what my um, my daughter's daycare teacher said yesterday, mm-hmm. because we've been dealing with some hitting, and so I asked the teacher, I was like, who does um, Coco hitting class? Oh, yeah, she's a hitter. She's a hitter. I was like, what? Oh. My angel child is hitting. She's like, yeah, but her best friend hits too. And, like, her best friend, like, also scratches as well. I was like, oh. that is not acceptable. But the teacher was like, I mean, they're too, you know, they're beginning to just assert their independence, you know. They're kind of trying to say, this is my territory. They're trying mm-hmm. to, you know, create boundaries. So, you know, don't worry, she'll grow out of it. But, yeah, you know, for me, so, so my child is an angel. <gasps> Why would she do that? Yeah. I didn't <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But thank you so much for sharing, though. Thank you so much. And I, I trust, you know, you have um, a uh, partner, a husband, who has been also um, supportive of you. And um, yeah. if you do, thank, thank God for him, too. Thank God for him, too. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. But thank you again so much for sharing your experience. Thank you for um, your uh, sharing your opinions on you know and just for 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 being open and being vocal and being honest and transparent. Because yes, um, a lot of us women we think that we're the only ones going through whatever it is that we're going through, and we suffer in silence. But when someone is brave and bold enough to come out there and say, hey, this is what happened to me. This is how I'm coping. You know, it gives other women a voice to be able to say, oh, hey, I'm in that boat, too. And I'm really struggling. And uh, I'm just really thankful that you're able to, you know, be open and um, share what it's been like for you. And, you know, we're going to be praying for you whenever God says it's the right time to add and grow to your family. It will happen and everything else. We're praying for, you know, success with all of your endeavors and moms and tea. And hopefully whenever I come back to England, I like to visit England. Hopefully whenever I come, you're having an event and, um, it would be so nice to meet up. <laughs> oh, we'd love to have you. We would love to have you. <laughs> awesome. So just before I let you go, um, could you let us know where people can find um, find you on social media and online? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, I am at mums m u m s and a n d t and that's t e a tea that you drink because. I'm a massive tea drinker. I love tea. But actually, mums and tea is like, it's like a triple, it's got like a triple meaning to it. So it's mums and tea that you drink. Like, okay. you know, like And it's like like a mother's meeting, right? So like, we just, you know, drink tea, have cake, like such a British thing. <laughs> tea and biscuits, you know. And then it's um, also mums and tinuke, like mums and tea, but like mums and tinuke. Oh, and uh-huh. oh and I also, love that. What's the tea? Like, ooh, what's the tea now, honey? Spill that tea. You know, what's the tea about motherhood? Do you know what I mean? Like, just, like, 
being real, being honest, sharing our experiences, like what you know, what's 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 the gist, what's the gossip, like what what's 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 really good. What's, what's, what's so, really yeah. going on? I love that. I love that. That is so <laughs> that is so intelligent. I love that so much. I'm so creative too. <laughs> But thank you so thank much for you. the so, yeah, I love the tea on like everything. Awesome, awesome. I love tea myself. I think that I'm half British in my mind. <laughs> uh, and it's my yeah. No, no, seriously. Like I don't know if you saw yesterday. I was um, fiercely um, defending Harry and Meghan. Let's not talk about Harry and Meghan because I have a lot to say about them. But I was fiercely defending them on Instagram and on Twitter. And that's another a whole nother story. That, that, that's a whole nother conversation. I'm but almost obsessed yeah. with all things British. Let's yeah. just keep that. <laughs> <laughs> but again, thank you so much to care for being on the Mommy Oyoyo um podcast. Um it's been yeah, um, you. thank you as well. I really appreciate um you for choosing me to come and talk to you know all your mummies as well we're not international baby <laughs> yeah, you are international. i want to thank you because um what you're doing as well and giving people a voice um to air you know everything about you know being a mother being african whether you're in you know africa or in diaspora i think it's so important to let other mothers know, like you said, that, you know, there are relatable um, people out there, people that are going through what you're going through and you're not alone. So I do big up yourself for this platform. It's fantastic. Thank well you. <laughs> Thank well. you so much. And actually, I actually have something to celebrate. Just this morning, early this morning, we clocked um, over 1,000 plays on the podcast. Fantastic. Thank you. Well so done. Well done. So people out there, people are listening, keep going. Even when it seems like, you know, like, oh, what am I doing this for? No one's even no one cares. People care, honestly. I I, I I'm just gonna, you know, use this as an opportunity to like maybe encourage yourself or encourage anybody out there who may be wanting to start a business and things are not really going how they want things are a bit slow keep going because i'll tell you one thing for free there was a mum's in tea that i held that nobody turned up and i could have given up at that point yeah oh right wow i invited everyone i knew and people were like yeah i'll be there i'll be there i'll be there nobody no wow. one. Wow. And I was so discouraged and so disheartened. And I was like, God, but you told me this was going to be big. Why would you allow this to happen? <laughs> Nobody came. Nobody, not one person turned up. And I was just like, I don't know if I can be bothered anymore. But I prayed and God was like, keep going, keep going. And look where it is today. How many people that, you know, we are help, allowing to help, you know. So if God's right. giving you a vision, pray, pray about it, run with it, and keep going. Like, don't be discouraged in the times where it seems like, oh, uh, do people even care? People even listening? I've only had one view or one listen. That's one person that you've helped, you know? That's so, yeah, just keep, you keep going. It's not about the numbers. Yeah. Well, don't focus on the numbers. Just doing it yeah. for the passion that you have, and everything else will fall into place. Thank you so much for that advice. I love that. And to everyone who's listening, I hope you take that advice to heart as well. <laughs> and also put it into practice. Do not give up. Like, yeah. I think is every little bit counts, yeah. right? And yeah. yes, you have some um, times where you're down, where it seems like nobody is listening, nobody is. But the truth of the matter is some people are there listening. They're just maybe too shy to, 
you know, come out. And but yeah. at the, the just look at the grand scheme of things. What mm-hmm. is the purpose behind why you're doing what you're doing? And just keep going, keep at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always remember your why. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you again so much. Let me let you go so you can go have fun with your boys. And let me go and and drink some tea and go back to sleep. (laughs) Okay, now. I hope you get better soon. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful evening, okay? Thank you. You too. See you later. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Oyoyo podcast. Out of everything you could be doing, you chose to spend the time with me and I am truly grateful. Please follow us on social media at Mommy Oyoyo, which is M-O-M-M-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Feel free to send us feedback and suggestions that way or via our email at mommyoyoyo at gmail.com. Also, subscribe to the Mommy Oyoyo podcast on your favorite podcast players. Rate and review the podcast. And finally, don't keep this goodness to yourself. Share the Mommy Oyoyo podcast with your friends, your family, your co-workers, and more. The Mommy Oyoyo podcast. Sharing experiences of African motherhood. Mommy Oyoyo. Mommy Oyoyo. Mommy Oyoyo. See you next time.